On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when they uncovered the truth. My plan was to bluff. I was going to tell her that the jig was up and that I had hired a private detective and had 100% proof that she was having an affair even though I really didn't have proof, but I was at my end. So we got there. I sprung it on her and at that point she finally caved and admitted it. I could feel my face turning beet red. I was shocked, but not really. I took a moment before I asked her if she had been having sex with him. She said, yes. I flipped out. I was horrified. I was grossed out because we were having sex up until the day she tricked me into leaving the house. The counselor was freaking out because I lost my mind. Karen left, but the counselor said I couldn't leave in my current state of mind. So she called my dad to come get me. I said fuck that and pushed past the counselor and out the door I went. To hear bonus stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship and have early access to regular episodes ad-free, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as $3 a month. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned nor expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to make a decision that cannot be reversed. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Here are their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. An anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hope everybody is doing well. Just a couple of quick announcements here, a couple of things before we get started on today's episode. I am planning on separating out the podcasts. So right now I run Let's Ponder on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Um, At some point after the new year, I will be splitting them into two separate podcasts. And I just think that enough time has gone by and people are aware of what I do, but I want to make it easier for people as well because I'll push a lot of my Let's Ponder information on TikTok and other places just to get people to be curious and want to tune into the podcast. Um, 
But my main point of this podcast is the female infidelity. So just giving you guys a heads up. Um, I will let you know when it does happen, but I do plan on uh, keeping all the episodes that are currently on here, um, but also uploading all the ones that I've done previously into a new format, a new podcast, and those then will continue with any new material will continue on that other podcast. And we will focus just on the female infidelity on this one. So I will keep you guys posted with that. And then um, also a reminder, I am, um, I am, uh, I can't even talk. The month of December, I will not be running any new episodes other than on Patreon. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you will still get your two bonus episodes. But for everybody else who just listens, you know, wherever you listen, there will not be any shows in the month of December, because I would like to take some time off and I am planning on it. So just a heads up, but I will still be in the background working, trying to get people uh, comfortable with me. I am needing more stories always without the stories. We don't have a podcast. Um, I am looking at needing more men's stories for the new year and women's. So if you've been thinking about it, you know, reach out to me again. It's not necessarily with you just having to write it all out yourself. Um, Message me, we can go back and forth. You can do um, a verbal um, story where you look at the at the um, story guide and you tell me and just send it to me on Facebook Messenger or um, if you have an audio record you can email that to me and I will transcribe it get back in touch with you and it seems to be a lot easier for folks who want to share their story but struggle to sit down and put it in writing so that is an option so please reach out to me at rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or find me on facebook you can see the link in the episode notes so with that done let's get started on today's episode we're going to talk about disastrous one night stands and maybe not all of them are disastrous but disastrous one night stands is the main point and I was looking back and noticed that I was researching for this episode back in the spring I I just can't believe how much time has gone by but I want to make sure I have good information I just don't want to put up something and go blah 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 and hang it up for the day so this is exciting for me it looks like some pretty fun information that I have received from people. Um, I am going to start off though with an article. um, It's from women's standpoint, and it's called 13 Women Confess Their Most Awkward One Night Stand Stories. Um, It was published March 16th in 2015 uh, by Wendy Robinson, and I will put the link to it, of course, in my episode notes. But when we're done with this article here, then we will move on and have a chance to share Little stories that I received from my listeners and followers on Facebook, and it, it they are hilarious. I can't help but laugh, but sometimes be like, oh my God, seriously? So we have quite an exciting time coming up. So let's get started. Let's be honest. Sometimes sex is a magical and special act between two people deeply in love. But sometimes it is a sloppy and awkward encounter between two people who may not know each other's last names. This article is about that second kind of sex. In all its funny, in hindsight, glory, cringe with me as 13 brave women spill the beans about their most awkward or memorable one-night stand. Number one. I went on a date with a guy when I was living overseas and we ended up back in my apartment. He offered me a back rub, because of course he did, and I was tipsy enough to agree. I was on my stomach with my shirt off. 
I suddenly felt something wet on my back. Then I heard the sound of a spray bottle being used. I couldn't figure out what it was until the smell hit me. It was Febreze. I was getting a Febreze rub down. Had he never seen it before and thought it was spray lotion? I guess. I smelled real, real fresh afterwards. Bianca M. Ooh, I would think that would be not something you want rubbed all over your skin. <laughs> oh, hopefully she was able to get the chemicals off there. Number two. In college, I had a hookup with a friend of a friend visiting from out of town. When he left, he left me this really cheesy love note. I remember something about fate has played its diamond-studded hand in there. He also had the nerve to call me when he was visiting again two years later at 3 a.m. Heather L. Number three. I had known this guy for a while and we were just friends until one night we just decided to go for it. But then he whipped it out and it was the size of a baby's leg and I was all like, hell no. And then I took a cab home. Melanie W. Sorry, had to giggle as I was reading that. <laughs> oh man. Number four. I met a guy who wanted to hook up, which I might have gone for. Might have if he hadn't said, my name's Steve. People call me Meat Stick. Thank God in my inebriated state of mind, I thought, oh my God, and ran away. Rebecca T. <laughs> Number five. I was with this guy once that all of my friends only know by the nickname Baby Carrot. Poor guy. <laughs> Cassie G. Number six. So, I was in high school and making out with this cute guy, and I had no intentions of having sex since I was a virgin. But one thing led to another, and I did. It happened so quickly, I wasn't even sure it happened. Back then, I was just too young to realize that he was <clears throat> done quickly, and then he left immediately afterward. I ended up getting so much crap from people since we had not been dating that I never spoke to him again. I avoided him like the plague and the experience stayed with me for years. I was so angry at him for acting awkward and everyone was talking about us so much, thanks to one loudmouth friend of mine, that we avoided each other for the remainder of high school. Fast forward 15 years or so. I'm divorced and a mom and back in my hometown camping with my old friends. And there he is. Eek! I was drunk, so I eventually brought it up with him. I was laughing about how awkward it was, and then I realized he left quickly because he was embarrassed since he, well, finished so fast. All these years, I hated him for acting so weird and leaving, and now I realized he hated me for avoiding him and telling the whole world he was a fast guy. <laughs> oh, God. We laughed so much, we fell in love, and now are married with four kids. It was a crazy ride, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Laura N. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the movie from 1981, I think. Maybe 1982. But it's called Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And you Gen X's will, of course, know what movie I'm talking about. <laughs> and Damone. Yeah, Damone lasted 15 to 20 minutes. When Damone lasted maybe 15 seconds. <laughs> Not laughing at the man, I'm laughing at the movie. But that's pretty cool, and I'm guessing that maybe he's not so fast anymore since they've had four kids. Well, or maybe. I don't know. But I'm glad it worked out for them. Number seven. 
I was nursing a serious broken heart and ended up drinking a little too much at a club and going home with a guy I met there. We started to make out when I burst into tears and grabbed him by the shoulders, forcing him to look into my eyes. As he squirreled uncomfortably, I demanded that he promise to never, ever leave me and that he'd never cheat. Given that we had only known each other for three hours, it isn't surprising that I freaked him out so much that he left without even getting to second base. Louise K. Aww. <laughs> Number eight. I'll just say this. If you decide to hook up with your brother's roommate, make sure that the door is locked and your brother is not home. Or else, you might hear your brother hooting and hollering at the door, not realizing that the sex sounds he hears are coming from his baby sister. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> oh, Tammy C. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I don't have a brother, but still, I have a stepbrother, but I don't have a, a brother who would <laughs> be in a situation. Oh, God. Okay, never mind. Number nine. I had recently gone through a bad breakup, but had recently started dating this guy I met on an online dating service. We'd been dating a few weeks, and he'd already shown a few red flags. So, anyway, he never showed up one night for a date, but it was fine by me because friends invited their friend Chris along. Well, fast forward through the evening and Chris and I can't stop talking to each other and I'm basically ignoring all my friends. In a drunken brazen moment, I decided I was going to have a one-nighter with this tall drink of water. We headed to his place when friends drove by and saw me walking down the street with this guy and rolled down the windows yelling, woo get some, Katie! I was so embarrassed but still determined to become a sexually empowered woman. This night occurred eight years ago this April, and I still haven't had a one-night stand. Not only did I marry that guy, but he wouldn't have sex with me that night because he wanted to get to know me and hopefully start dating. Katie L. And that's cool. That's so respectful. I actually have a friend who, yeah, he'll mess around, but he will not have actual intercourse with women unless he's in a serious relationship. And I might have mentioned this before, but I am working on... Uh, nailing him down for his story. That sounded bad. But for his story, um, he's a close friend of mine and lives in close proximity. And before I move, I'm like, dude, I need to get your story because it's real interesting where he doesn't... It's just real interesting from a man's point of view to learn when you are used to, or a lot of us are used to men saying, ooh, hookup, sex, bleh. Well, in this case, it's different. So I... Uh, yeah, I think that'll be a fun story to share, and that would be on a future Let's Ponder. Woohoo! Okay, next one, number 10. When I was in college, I met a charming older man at a bar one night and ended up hooking up with him. That night wasn't amazing, but was fine enough. The awkward part was when I showed up for my new campus job a few weeks later and realized that I'd hooked up with the very married director of financial aid. Ugh. Sarah F. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been strangely awkward and like, oh, not only is he uh, the director, but he's married. Holy shit. Number 11. I met a guy online and went on a decent first date with him. I was feeling the chemistry, so we went back to his place for some making out, which started off fine, but then he couldn't get it up. He asked me if I would mind if he turned on some porn, which was kind of weird to me, but I wanted to be adventurous, so I said, okay. It got weird when I saw that he had very, very large porn collection, and all of it was Asian women. I am not an Asian woman. 
I left pretty quickly. <laughs> Janelle P. <laughs> okay, number 12. I fool around with a guy, Ian, after a party at his apartment. I wake up the next morning and he's super nice and cuddly and I realize I don't want to be with him. He invited me to go out with his friends the next night who are my friends too. I join them and then pull one of them aside and say, I really don't want to get into a relationship with Ian. And my friend says, I don't think he's into you either. And I look over and Ian is hitting on a girl who became his wife. Aw, <laughs> I guess it worked out for her. Uh, and that was by Willow A. So, yeah. Okay, number 13. I was hooking up with this guy who had no relationship potential. He was super hot, but dumb as a bag of hair. So I knew it would just be a one night thing. We were having sex and he was going and going and going. It was lasting forever and I was starting to get sore and bored. He was starting to get really sweaty and eventually drops of sweat were falling off his face and landing on mine. I was getting his sweat in my eyes, my mouth. Ew, it was awful. No boy is cute enough for that, Susan V. Has anybody else experienced that? I have. The sweat drip. <laughs> I don't know about you, but reading this list makes me very glad to be married and to have my awkward hookup days behind me. What is your most awkward one night stand story? So those were awesome. I love it. So we're going to keep going here, but now we're going to talk about some of the ones that actually listened to this podcast and wanted to share their stories. These are great. Okay, number one, and this is the first one I received, and I laugh every time I read it or tell somebody about it. It says, I picked up a girl in a bar and went back to her place. Everything was going fine until she took out her false teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've worked in dentistry since 1989. And, you know, teeth are a big deal to me. And so, <laughs> I guess there would be pros and cons, you know. And if you read between the lines, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, number two. Not sure if this counts as I have not encountered it, but I have seen it. Sometimes getting known for having one night stands can keep the decent guys away. Sexist? Likely. Wrong? Yes. Reality is not as bad as years ago, but some men and women do figure you can tell a lot about a person by how much value they put on their body. It seems many women I knew were either not sexually satisfied with many one-night stands because the guy was a selfish lover or women were seeking attention or validation. Just a thought to share. One reason I mentioned this is that in many of the infidelity stories shared on the podcast, one can see a need for validation. I don't even tell women they are beautiful except my wife because of how it's used as a pickup line. Most women want to hear it and many men are willing to say it when they know damn well they do not think it. I appreciate this because as a lot of people may experience and I know I do, I will get random messages. Hey beautiful. Hey sexy. I don't even know who these people are for one and for two. Is that really the right way to start out a conversation with somebody? Do you assume or do these people assume that I'm going to feel flattered when I have no clue who they are nor am I looking because I'm in a serious relationship? And is it an assumption that that I would break my commitment 
Is it because of my podcast? I don't know. But I can tell you it's insulting and you will not get a conversation with me. So I know that when somebody sends a message to me regarding the podcast, I can tell the difference between a person who's serious who needs to talk with me versus just somebody who thinks that they're going to hit on me and get a tit shot or something. I don't know. But it ain't happening. So just a word to the wise. What this person sent in is true. Don't butter people up like that. Especially if you really want to get to know them. Why don't you get to know them and, you know, don't insult them. And I, I guess on this one he said that, you know, a lot of times they'll say that even when the woman isn't beautiful. So then that adds to a whole other layer of of um, self-esteem but that could be a topic for another day number three i well he said it was because of me made him move from alabama to texas after what was supposed to be a first date that turned into a one-night stand he said the sexual experience was wonderful but he couldn't handle it again he thought he was going to have a heart attack haha i thought that's how it was supposed to feel (laughs) all right number four I had one where everything was going great. Clothes off, lots of kissing and foreplay. Then suddenly the girl started crying. So I stop and I'm like, did I do something wrong? Nope. She had just been dumped from her longtime boyfriend, whom apparently was her true love and the only guy she had ever had sex with. I know this because she told me everything for the next hour, then just wanted to curl up next to me for the rest of the night. I was nice and went along with it. Well, that was awfully nice. Number five. I met up with a person for a date and they looked nothing like their photo, but I gave it a chance and this person spent all night talking down about themselves. It was hard to even be sexy around them. (laughs) Number six. Hooked up with a woman I met at a bar. Went back to her place and in the middle of the fun times, the cops kicked in the door because she was a major felon on the run. It took me three hours in cuffs to prove that I didn't know her other than that one night before they actually let me leave. It's not easy convincing cops I wasn't hiding her. They actually talked to the bartender to verify my story. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you. Okay, so this next one, number seven, it's kind of hard to read, so bear with me here. It says, was with a girl, she had a forced bedtime kink. We met up and had some drinks and started fooling around in a park. She wanted me to get more aggressive, but first date, it was a little too much for me. So I'm going to have to do an episode on kinks and fetishes because a forced bedtime kink, I really don't quite at that. Okay, number eight. The guy I met was rude. He wanted to just do me in the bum. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's not nice. That's not nice. Hey, you're hot. Can I do you in the bum? (laughs) Oh, man. Number nine. Hooked up and then met the girl's mom later that week. Her mom strangely recognized my last name and started asking me about the number of relatives by my name. Long story short, my grandfather was somehow related to one of her mother's family members. I was too caught up in the moment to even listen to the family tree. (laughs) Well, you know, distant, 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 distant cousins. Yeah. Okay, number 10. I was on a date with a girl who was so drunk that I felt she was dead. Number 11. 
met a gorgeous girl. We went back to my place. I had too much to drink and couldn't get it up. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, God. Number 12. Yes. I went out with a girl and we had a few drinks. We went back to her place and got to the point where men do, and she pushed me off and punched me in my private parts. Damn, that hurt. I wanted to punch your back. Trust me. She said she thought that it might have turned me on more. I got the hell out. What kind of guys does she know? <laughs> God only knows. Oh, oh my God. You don't do that. Oh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Number 13. Ha ha. Has anyone not? Ha. Should be the question. LOL. It started out fine, cute, somewhat. Even started playing around some. Then she pulled out a three foot dildo. It was getting really fun and interesting right? I'm pretty much into anything, so what the heck? Everything was going okay until I believe she said it was her brother's who then came into the room and demanded she give back his gigantic dildo and suggested that I could roll over and we could keep it. (laughs) I got (laughs) dressed. I got dressed quickly, jumped on my motorcycle and boogied home. Of the lovely, kind, sincere ladies I've had great pleasures to meet, most everyone has been fantastic. That should just be mentioned as well, if that's cool. (laughs) Yes, I just snorted because I can't even imagine. Actually, some of the books that I've uh, narrated, um, I've done some adult um, erotic books that I've recorded for a, a, a writer and you can find him on Audible and his writing is pretty much like that about the dildo or the guy or the ass or the oh my god and so honestly reading this yeah it, it makes me feel like I'm back recording those books again <laughs> okay number 14 Back in the mid-90s, I met a girl who wanted to go out, so we went to dinner, hit it off, and she invited me back to her place and was only given a limited history. Anyhow, we were kissing and she wanted to take things further. We were messing around and her perfume, or now I believe it must have been shampoo, actually made me ill from the scent, but nonetheless, I powered through. Then, as we are getting intimate, into her apartment walks her mother. Mother was not upset at all, and in fact, she made comments to her daughter about how she thought I was attractive. Yeah, and I'm paying for it for the next 18 years. Ouch. Number 15. I just broke up with my wife maybe six months prior, and I was going out on a date with a pretty good-looking woman. I met her on Plenty of Fish. We played around during the week over the phone with playful banter back and forth and a little dirty talk. She came over and we started cooking dinner and talking to each other. We never even got to the meal and there we were ripping each other's clothes off. As we started going at it, she tells me, well, I get a little wet and I'm like, okay, that's not a big deal. I expect that. So I'm standing up on the edge of the bed and she's on her back and all of a sudden, I mean, it is Niagara Falls. (laughs) Like it doesn't stop. I'm talking like gallons. (laughs) 
I don't know where this woman got all of this liquid from, but it's just coming out of her like you would not believe. It's the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. It soaked through the top of my mattress all the way to the bottom and it's just gushing. So I kind of slow down and I stop and I ask, is this normal? Do you do this every time? And she's like, yeah. So we take a little break, I'd say 15 minutes or so, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, she's probably used up everything she's got, so she can't do it possibly again, can she? Yep. Same exact thing, even more. When I pushed my hand on my mattress, it was like pushing your hand onto a sponge full of water. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Needless to say, I didn't want to replace the mattress every time I saw her. So it was a one and done. And it was the craziest one and done ever. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. I, 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 I guess some women are just very turned on and that part of their body and hormones are very overactive and you know I'm sure some of the women that have vaginal dryness will probably appreciate this story because you know they would love to be able to get a little bit wetter and make sex easier instead of yeah you know okay last one number 16 okay story time she said so at the time I was seeing and sleeping with someone and I really liked this person, but he didn't want to be with me, unfortunately. So we were hanging out one night at a bar when we met this guy who was new to town. I got pretty drunk, so I kissed the guy and sat back down at my seat, but we were flirting the entire time. The guy I was with didn't like him for whatever reason. Well. One night, I got really pissed off at the guy I was seeing, so I texted the guy we had just met just to get back at him. I asked what he was up to and that night, and he said nothing, so he asked if I wanted to come over. I was like, sure. So I went over to his place, got pretty drunk, and then proceeded to sleep with him. Oops. Well, I had no feelings for this guy whatsoever, and he didn't do the greatest in bed, so I slept in his guest room because I didn't want him to catch feelings for me. Well, he caught feelings for me anyway. I was thinking that this would be a one-night stand, but he wanted a full-ass relationship. So, I kind of ghosted him. He finally texted me one day saying that if I'm not going to talk to him, could I at least pick up my wine that I left there? wine so I messaged her and I said oh my god do you think it was a ploy to see you again and did you get your wine back her response was I think so I did go get it but I pretty much took it and ran <laughs> oh these were so great and thank you so much to everybody who participated it's definitely been a great episode and uh, definitely one for the books couple of uh, Let's Ponder episodes that I am working on currently and would love more information on would be the ones about arguing over sex, fighting over sex. Um, did you used to? Do you still? What is your answer? What has been your solution? What What's going on? We want to know about it. I want to know. Even if you don't have a solution, tell me about it. And then um, also the one that got away and reunited later. So if you'd had somebody that you felt was the one that got away and then you were able to reunite later, it doesn't mean you have a relationship later, but maybe just casual friends or, you know, something like that. So those are a couple of the ones that I am working on and there are more, but I don't have that list in front of me right now. And I'm always good about reminding you. So please email me 
um, send them over to me. Don't be shy at all. Um, Rebecca dot uh, I can't even remember my email. Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. I'll be back next week to start a two-part episode on Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity about Wendy. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.